Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You've had a real long day. Nothing good is on the radio. So let's talk your troubles away. Just a couple of guys trying to analyze the things we do and see. Play a game or two, maybe an interview. What a place to be! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way! What a good sign! What a good thing! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. I'm a little distracted right now. I'm looking at. The latest on the on Britney Spears. There's more stuff. Wow, this is breaking news. Oh, this is breaking news to me. Oh, it's it's. I I guess I think the news is already broken. But that's my breaking this? news jingle. I guess. Like, like it's 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 basically it's nothing about Britney herself. Although wow, she is posting some real. Yeah. Okay. So last I knew, like, her conservator has ended, and then she posted some nudes, <laughs> some like hands covering up the naughty bits nudes. Yeah. What's the nudest nudes? It's a lot news, of nudes. nudes of nudes. Nudes. Uh, well, and she's nudes. she's free to be as nude as she wants. Whatever. What's she doing? Um. The, the, this. Um. There's news. The new news is that her sister Jamie Lynn Spears has yeah. released a book. Apparently, it's a tell-all kind of book Whoa. that has a whole bunch of. Um, stuff about Britney in it, <gasps> and apparently now they're feuding like publicly, and man, it's a whole thing. Jamie Lynn Spears is someone I have not thought or heard about in ages. <laughs> I think that's why she wrote this book. Makes I mean, sense, right? I guess you know we all gotta make our way in this world somehow. Sure. What'd she say? What are the highlights? Um, I I wish I I cared enough to find out. I know, um. <laughs> <laughs> there's th- th- like there's some very rough reports of like how they fought a lot and she was abusive as a sister or something Aww. like that. Um, I don't even know. I don't really care. That's fair <laughs> enough. Well, at least you're not distracted anymore. <laughs> yeah, I was distracted about it in the beginning, and then as I was thinking about it, I realized I don't care. Wait, don't, wait a minute! <laughs> I don't care. I really don't. <laughs> Jamie Linsbris. I'm. I'm just. Yeah, I don't know. Public feuds are always, especially like personal public feuds. It's always so, like, I don't get it. I get, I get its appeal of like that. You know, the tea has been spilt and yeah. all that, but it's also just sad to see. Mm. You know, something like the whole Sylvia and Ryan thing that happened a few months yeah, ago. Yeah, that, that was a lot of. Uh, yeah, it just became this. Spilled, it, just, it just became this whole like public fight between two independent parties that yeah. were just having personal problems with each other, and that's like not fun. It's like you're like a moth drawn to it, but then you're like, wait a minute, this is gonna burn me, and then you step away. Yeah, I get that. Man, this photo of Jamie Lynn Spears. It looks like a like a man was. Was cosplaying as Britney Spears. <laughs> this sort of Jamie Lynn Spears. Is that what I said? Yeah. Okay. I feel like you can get canceled for saying oh, that. Oh yeah, that's twenty twenty two. That's okay. At least we'll edit it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's 
I don't know why I started there. Sorry. But Britney, that's what you were doing. Britney Spears, Jamie Lynn Spears. Um, I don't care. You, yeah. should, you shouldn't either. Sweet. Um, See, what you were doing while you were distracted by uh, Britney Spears news was that I was, I was, I'm on the Wordle train. You, you doing that Wordles? The play, world play, train? The, the Wordles. What's you, a Wordles? You doing, the, you doing the Wordle? You know what the Wordle? What's a Wordle? It's W-O-R-D-L-E. You ever seen that thing on like, I don't know if they post it on your young person's social media, but you know on Facebook, people are, you'll see like green blocks with yellow blocks and white blocks. What are you talking Dude, about? Dude, are you so out of it? Ugh, what a nerd. It's a game? Yeah, it's a game. It's a little word puzzle game. Like words with friends? No, it's kind of the, what's cool about it is that it's so chill. It's just you play it by yourself. Uh-huh. Uh, you go to a website. It's not even an app, dude. It's a website you go to. Wordle.io or something, something like that. like that. And you have a five-letter puzzle. And you just have to figure it out. So you have five blank spaces, and you try to type in a word. And then each word that lights up green means that you pick the correct letter in the correct place. If it lights up yellow, it means uh, it's the right letter, but not in the right place. And then gray is that you just didn't get it at all. You so it's like hangman, but you're playing it Exactly. And there's no clues and there's no questions. You just keep going. So you've never seen these boxes? These just popped in everywhere in the past couple of weeks of mine. Really? Yeah. Wow, we have very different internets. Yeah, exactly. I have not seen that till now. That's Wordle. <laughs> it's very like relaxing. It's cool because the guy who made it, it's like a huge thing now. Like a lot of people, I get a lot of old people, I guess, are doing it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the guy puts it up for free, makes a new puzzle every day, and doesn't charge anything. It's there's no ads. It's nice. just like a bl- the website's just very clean, and you just do it, and then you chat to your friends about oh the word, <laughs> woo a word and Wordle sounds hot. It's nice. It's a nice <laughs> thing to have part of your daily routine. Just like taking a shit. Now, guessing my wordle mobile games in general i feel like that is like one of the last few gray areas that we have in gray area in what sense in the sense of i don't know if you see mobile game ads yeah yeah they pop up fairly often i think i don't know how the algorithm pushes them to you but they're either like on youtube ads or like on just random website ads or like side scroller ads. I, I only see the ads if they're baked into the content. You know what I mean? Like the content creator puts them into their YouTube video. I mean, there's also Instagram ads, Facebook ads. There's yeah. tons of these ads for mobile games. And I don't get it. <laughs> like, the, the, there's a whole. There, this is not like you know. This, I, I, this is not a new thought by any means. Yeah. Tons of people have covered this, and they've tried to uncover what the fuck is up with mobile game ads. Because what they advertise is almost never, never what matches. the game actually yeah, is. It's like, why is this man with a mustache running? Yeah, it's and like oh, this man of a, this man with a mustache is trying to fix his house with a garden hose. Solve this puzzle to 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 try to fix his. Uh, plant, but then it's like bejeweled. Yeah, and it's like a fucking match three game. Like there's, it's unrelated to what the ad is completely. I just think they're being super smart because it must be working. It's more like, is how can this be legal? <laughs> like how can you just advertise a completely different game? How can this be allowed? And then yeah, how can how can how can you slap? And like <laughs> how can it slap? Like, it's a completely different thing mm. from the game itself, and. It's just a phenomenon that I don't understand. And yeah. also some mobile game ads are insane now. Like they are insane in terms of scope, mm. in terms of like the people that they're getting well, because they're making dollar industry, a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Like 
what was it a while back? Ryan Reynolds was doing ads for some like bubble pop game or something like the that. Fuck? Yeah, that I haven't seen. Um, I think it really depends on your algorithm because my I don't I, yeah. Now that I think about it, I don't really see any mobile game ads because I don't really play mobile games. Right. There's a few genres of mobile game ads because I I play some mobile games, but I only like a ha- I I play like two. I play Mobile Legends. Yeah. Which is fairly popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Another game called Sea Brawls, which yep. is no one plays that. But well, it's, talking it's, about it's, different internets, I play the New York Times crossword puzzle. I can't do that one. I love him. I I've never been able to finish one without cheating. Really, I was playing with Liz the other day. She's good. Yeah, she's a good crossworder. Yeah. We were on we were on the, the shoot from the Guinness shoot, and she was just like this those, word, this th- word. I'm like, wow, you're good. Those aren't New York Times puzzles, though. Yeah, the are. ones that well, she the ones, does. I, the ones I had. Oh, the ones you have. The ones she was playing over my shoulder. Right. Yeah, I don't know. New York Times crossword puzzles, like they're they they're really hard, especially the ones that have like puzzles within the puzzles. Have you seen those? Yeah, but those are helpful. Like I once guess. You, once you get how it works, they're like an extra clue. Like, oh, yeah, look I at guess. the wordplay they're going for. I I was obsessed with the New York Times crossword puzzle for a few months until I realized that I had never finished one, and it always stumps me. Even on um, Monday. I can't. I don't know. Because you know they get progressively difficult throughout the week. Did it's, you know that? It's, it's been like nine years since I, I, I since that try obsession. It. So try, try Mondays and Tuesdays. <laughs> it's been nine years since my crossword obsession. <laughs> but like, yeah, there's a few genres of mobile game ads. It's I the the first one is the one where they present a completely different game, right? And and the game is not that. The second one is where they get some random influencer who probably has like 12k followers or something, right. and they just badly se- hard sell it. Like they pretend like, to. Oh, this game is so fun. Something like yeah. that, where like they pretend to be doing like a live commenting, like a live stream of the yeah, game as itself, if it's a, as if it's like Twitch. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah. just like a wow. Um, my tanks are not strong enough, and then the girlfriend comes. Ooh, I have seventeen tanks, and I can upgrade them, and that's the ad. Um, I have also not seen that, and those are amazing, just yeah. because it's like the worst of the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. Cringe on top of cringe on top of cringe. And then there's this strange film above it that is just like, is there self-awareness happening here or not? I can't tell. Um, And then the third one, which is one that I've seen pop up a lot recently, that I cannot... I just don't... I, I barely understand how it's happening i guess these apps are just making a lot of money but the ones where they get the huge celebrity endorsers and they get these people to um do ads for their games i think the 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 latest one i've seen is this game called merge mansion merge mansion merge mansion it's basically one of those like match three games you know like a bejeweled type of game um except they have a whole ad campaign that makes the game seem like it's some kind of like knives out or like ready or not kind of like um like mystery. Yeah. They make it seem like a mystery game. They even hired Kathy Bates to be in the ads. Kathy Bates? Yeah. They got Kathy Bates to be in these properly Whoa. filmed ads with like real lighting and real sets and everything. And every game trailer that you'll see of the game makes it look like it's some epic story. And then you play the game and it's basically just bejeweled. Man, how did they do that? I don't get it. I don't understand how they're getting away with it, how it started, why it keeps going on, oh why we tolerate it as a human race. Oh my God. Where the money's coming from. Dude, like, I guess that's just the whole system, right? Make a, a game that's relatively, must be, as far as games go, must be very easy to make. Let's face it. 
But okay, but it's more so like how where, what what's happening? You're advertising a completely different game. No, that's what I'm saying. That's People saying. download your game, they realize it's not that, and then what? They keep it in their phone forever, and I, that's how you make the money. I don't know, but like that that must be part of the business model, right? Let's make a really simple game, really simple, just match tic tac toe basically. Then let's raise some money, get some crazy ads, get some viral whatever, and then people just download it. Because, Nathan, this game, which came out in 2020, Merge Mansion we're talking about here, it, it, it's made in just over a year $38.6 million. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The fuck? <laughs> the fuck? Oh. And there's nothing to these games. Yeah. Like, they're not even multiplayer. That's a strain. That's the thing that I, I struggle to understand. They're just these self-contained things. Because with multiplayer games, I kind of understand the appeal to want to spend money on cosmetic items. Sure. Because you play with your friends, and then you're like, oh, look, at, I got the new the emerald dragon skin or some shit like that. Yep. And and it cost me fifty nine dollars. Like I get that, you know, like the whole like you know I'm 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 part of this community and I'm playing with friends and they're seeing my 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 cool skin. I get that. But when it's a game like Merge Mansion, which is completely single player and it only exists on your phone, it's not like a there's no multiplayer social aspect to it. I don't get it. Why do people? I don't get. Maybe, maybe not the money's not coming from the people. Well, well, I'll let you know, Nathan. No, they, they, I have just they, downloaded Merge Mansion. They, Let's play. They they definitely come from from microtransactions of because like how a lot of these games, especially these puzzle games, end up making money is that they fucking rip you off by like having. Um, you only have a hundred energy per day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like yeah, yeah, one yeah. game takes up five energy, and if you want to reload your energy, you have to pay money, and that's yeah, how they end yeah, up like. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. That one I have. I have a game called Score Hero, which is a soccer game, which exactly has that model. I don't love I put games some like money that. Into it. I, I, put I prefer money. games that just kind of let you like the only thing that you waste is your time. Yes, <laughs> and you don't feel like you know you're completely responsible over that. <laughs> because sometimes I feel like these microtransactions. It's like it's almost like they're gaming it. Like no pun intended. Like they're gaming the game to gain you and make you spend money that you don't need to spend. Okay. Scary. Are you are you playing Merge Mansion? Yeah, man, I'm just moving dirt around Stop now. Playing. Currently, Stop playing Merge Mansion. Oh, you're, look you're at fe- that! You're feeding into the Kathy Bates machine. Oh, I got a hoe. A hoe came out. <laughs> then now I got some gloves. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah, this game's terrible. Yeah. Anyway, spe- speaking about um, uh, digital goods and their perceived value. Solid segue. Um, NFT talk. It seems like NFT talk. A little bit. When are you gonna make your NFT? What if I, What if I? Okay. I keep saying I do it. Why not just do it? Because I took a photo of you for electricity. It's a cover photo. It was in Sing China. I'll sell it as an NFT. I don't know how to do it, but I'll figure it out. And then, however much money we make, I will give you five percent. It's it's just a, I can't. It's on like, We're on record there. We, we've definitely spoken about NFTs before, like yes. on, on this show at some point. But like, it's it's recently made the news a lot more. It's recently been booming. It's big. It's a thing. It's recent, uh, but as of the last, I feel like month, it's really been um, because when it when, when when we first heard about it early last year yeah. or like. Q2 of last year, it was very much a novelty. Right. It was very much like this new thing and then it's like the introduction to to it as a concept. And usually with these introductions, you have half the people going like, oh, that's fucking stupid. And half the people going this like, to the, the moon! Future. This yes. is the future! Um, and I think enough time has passed where like you have the people that adopted it finally like seeing returns or seeing some kind of value behind it or something. I don't know what caused this sudden explosion, mm-hmm. but I feel like in the last month, I've seen... So much of it. Maybe it's also because it's Singapore Art Week here. Yeah, um, that makes sense. And almost every art exhibition now has an NFT gallery of some sort. Huh. Yeah, it's nuts. 
absolutely just like we're in it's it's there we're we are in the new world but um the thing that i just wanted to break down or i guess discuss first of all how much do you know about nfts and like how into it are you not not super i feel like everything i know about it i kind of learned from you and just a, a little tiny bit more googling right oh someone's someone's at the door at the door <laughs> hold on I think we have a neighbor coming okay where were we that was a delightful doorbell i don't think i've ever heard your doorbell <laughs> felt good inside yeah um uh yeah so what do i know about nfts yeah. um i know that you it's like you cr- is it always art it's a thing a digital thing. It's a digital that you can sell the rights file to. File of basically. any sort. Yeah, it can be. Owns. It can be a song. It can be a picture. Yeah. It can be a movie. It yeah. can be a GIF. GIF. It can be. You just can't fungible. it. Yeah. I just know you can't fungible. it. Yeah. It's it's non fungible. No fungible allowed. Yes. Was it was it, was it on the podcast where I talked about? Did we talk about the guy who who became a millionaire? I think he's from like Indonesia. Oh, the did, selfie did I say guy? that last week? Yeah, the selfie guy. Did we talk about that last week? I don't Can't remember. know. I've spoken uh, because I have right. gotten into NFTs, rec- uh, uh, the discussion of NFTs a lot in the last few weeks. I have been talking about that Indonesian guy selfie yes. thing, but I don't actually. Oh, I crap. So, in case, in case we it. did talk about it last week, sorry, I, we're getting old. Um, yeah. So, a guy, in, is it Indonesia? Yeah. He's doing this thing where he was just taking a photo of himself every day to make some kind of collage or like a time lapse. Yeah. And then he, I forgot why he did, but for some reason he put him up for sale on NFTs. Yeah, and he sold like hundreds of them, and he became a millionaire. <laughs> Literally became a millionaire. He was like, "I don't know how to tell my mom this." Yeah, but yeah, that's what that's what that's what they are. I want, yeah, it's fascinating. Like, I think so. It's just that the 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 head trip that I'm currently experiencing mm-hmm. is that, and 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 I wish that we had an expert here to explain this to me in a way that made more sense. We'll try to do that in in the coming weeks right. because I think this is something that you guys are probably interested in as well. Um, but I understand NFT value in the sense of like if it's a big artist or if it's like a reliable IP, you know, say, for example, yeah. if it's like a bigger well-known artist or an artist of some kind of juice behind him yeah. or her and they make an NFT. I get that. There's some perceived value baked in it already. And depending on how big the artist is or how big you think the artist is going to become, I, I, I see it gaining more value, mm-hmm. um, possibly appreciating in value. Yeah. And with more established IPs, for example, like if you buy a Spider-Man NFT or a Mickey Mouse NFT, yeah. that's, I can understand that as well because it's like people are still going to care about Spider-Man in five years and ten years. Right. So even though the value might fluctuate, it's still going to have some kind of value in five years, ten years. But then we go to this example of this Indonesian selfie guy. Hmm. It's this his releasing an, of an NFT and selling it and making millions and all that. It's basically the equivalent of like a viral YouTube video. Yeah, exactly. it's like the equivalent of like a meme. It's hot, burning hot for but but, but it, it's like a star. It just it just burns out real quick, and then it's it's done. You know, mm. like what is the value of this NFT that you buy from this viral thing? You know, this hot new. Uh, thing that is just a trend what's the value of it in like one year what's the value of it in two years are are people getting to nfts just like make money like is it like investments that's the thing i feel like at the moment a lot of it is about flipping a lot of it is about the money that you can make right and that's where um most of the people at least my perception of it that's where Mm. most of the people are really getting into it 
Because, I mean, let's be real here. If you really appreciate art, you buy a fucking painting. Like, this is Not about... Not it doesn't exist in the real world. <laughs> like, this is more... I feel like this is more about the investment opportunity and then a little bit about the art. Not to, not to um, dismiss the art side of it completely. It's just that from my understanding of the community and my rumblings um, uh, around, like, the forums... Mm-hmm. Most people are talking about flipping. Most people are talking about like, oh, like um, the floor of this is now that, and like, oh, like, 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 sell all of these or like, buy all of that. Like, there's a lot of that going on. A lot of like investments in flipping because NFTs, from what I understand at least, it's not, it's, it's not just this digital art file. Mm-hmm. It's more than anything. It's also currency mm-hmm. because you're in, so. Think of it as like, oh, instead of holding a hundred dollars. I'm going to hold this painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a currency kind of thing. But that's assuming that the value of this thing is going to stay the same or go up. And I just don't understand these viral NFT things like the Indonesian selfie yeah, yeah. guy um, or whatever of like, how how are people seeing that this is valuable in a year's time? Like, I get that it has value right here, right now. Right. But eventually someone is going to be holding on to it and it's going to be worth fuck all, you know? So, like, that's where I struggle, especially because you can just buy crypto instead of, like, a piece of art. Because at least if, with, like, if you buy a certain currency, the rate of its fluctuation is not as flimsy, I guess. Yeah. As opposed to, like, buying it, oh, like, this Indonesian selfie guy is so funny. Is he going to be funny in a, year, in a year's time? <laughs> like, is anyone going to give any shits in a year's time? As opposed to, like... A currency that is probably going to have a, f- a bit more legs. Not to say it's, it can't crumble, it can't fall or depreciate in value, but it's not as beholden to like you know trends and new cycles. So that's the side of it that I've really been trying to struggle to understand with all of your board ape yacht clubs and your bulls and your fucking you know terms, all of that. Yes. Yeah, that's crazy. That's the side of it that I don't fully understand. I, I I also get that, you know, being the first generation, the first wave of NFTs probably gives you some legacy cred. So maybe Board Ape Yacht Club is going to become like the centerpiece or like the kind of OG of NFTs and it's always going to have value. Yeah, well, but I just highly doubt it when it comes to these independent creators who have little to no juice behind them. Mm. It's like... I don't get what the value of it is going to be in a few years' time. Well, yeah, man. Well, will you agree for me right here that I take a photo that I took of you and try to sell it as an NFT just to see what happens? Let's see what happens. Maybe you, maybe someone on here will listen and will buy it. But the risk is that you're probably going to end up spending more money than you make because to what mint it mean? costs money. What the fuck? Yeah. To, like, it's not free. You have, to oh. pay, like, you have to pay a decent amount of money to get it minted as an NFT. Well, I'll try anyway just, for the, just so you can understand. Yeah. It'll be a fun process. We can document it and stuff. But anyway... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just I'm still holding on to AMC and hoping that goes to the moon as I see it drop lower and lower and lower and lower. Well, I mean, if there's any stocks that you want to buy, you could buy Blizzard because they just got bought by Microsoft. For reals? Yeah, for real. Wow. Just yesterday, um, Blizzard that has been um, going through a absolute downward spiral for the yeah. last two years because of StarCraft and WarCraft and World of WarCraft, all that. Yeah. No, because of sex things. Oh no, I'm saying that's who the Blizzard is. Oh right, for the people who are like, what? They brought a snowstorm? Right. No, no. Like Blizzard. Then, Blizzard oh, they did has sex been. Stuff? Yeah, Blizzard's been on a downward spiral because um, three, four years ago, people were upset with them for just making shitty game announcements <laughs> and like having bad content. Right. So people were already upset with them. 
And then it got worse because that oh, was followed no. up by a whole bunch of news of like abuse of um, power, of uh, 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 mistreatment of women, of like real shady shit happening with the uh, with the employers and employees. Tis, tis, tis. Um, and you end up having tons of people leaving um, different teams and abandoning different projects. Um, so the stock just kind of kept falling, 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 falling. Up until yesterday, Microsoft just bought Blizzard. Um, for like $69 billion or something crazy like that. I think I made that number. Yeah, right. I was going to say. Um, but yeah, that's just a tangent. Anyway. You think Blizzard would be cheaper than that? I don't know. Yeah. Um, oh, no, you're actually almost exactly right. $68.7 billion. Oh, wow. Oh, good Jesus. job. <laughs> um, yeah, so the NFT thing. I'm just I'm just struggling a little bit because the only NFT thing that I am kind of like convinced by uh-huh. um or I see the most security in is this thing called Vivi. Mm-hmm. Like I think I showed it to you before where you can buy like licensed and by the way this is not financial advice. I'm yeah, not yeah, I'm not, not a, I'm no, not hawking anything. Don't don't listen to this and go like oh he's telling me to do that. I'm really not. In I'm fact, just, you should listen to this and do the opposite. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I have done recently in my own exploration of understanding NFTs. Yes, yes. But this thing called Vivi where you can buy NFTs but they are um like they're, they they have strong IPs behind them. Yeah, they have DC, they have Universal, they have Disney. Oh, V-E-V-E. They have, okay. Yeah, they have Cartoon Network. So they have these long-standing IPs with history, with brand loyalty, with some kind of um, customer history. So interesting. I I felt a bit more secure buying into that because it's like I can imagine someone seeing value in a Spider-Man NFT in five six years. Sure. You know, I can see someone having seeing value in a Mickey Mouse in 10, 10 15 years even. I don't mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that seems more logical to me. Like, yeah. I just struggle to understand it from, like, the independent creator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Because let's just break like, this down a little bit. Because, like, like, who is buying it? Yeah. Who is ending up with yes. it? And do they feel good at the end that they bought this thing that might not be worth anything in a few years? Well, I mean, okay. So, like... Okay, we'll talk about like fine art and stuff. Reason people there's value is well, you know, society says there's value, but then like somewhere deep down there's someone who says, "I like looking at this piece, uh, this painting." Like for example, yeah. it gives me immense pleasure. It's very rare. The person who made this is very good. That's why people like Mark Roth- Mark Rothko, you know, his paintings will go for like millions and millions of dollars. But it is also an investment because it's like if you're that rich, you know, you can you don't get taxed on paintings. Like when you hand it off to the next generation, they can sell it, and it's like. But I, yeah. from what I've heard from people that buy into like the bigger NFTs, mm. it's less about the appreciate. Not to say that they don't appreciate it, yeah. because I feel like that's that's like yeah. That, that's my point though. It's like so, do they appreciate? There, uh, there has to be some level of appreciation because I don't want to yeah. put it down that much of like, oh, you guys are just like in it for the money. I'm sure they appreciate it to some level. This crudely drawn monkey. I'm sure they enjoy it to some level, mm. but a lot of it or the bulk of it. Or the major uh, incentive to it is being part of a club. Right. Is being part of like being on the ground floor of this new age. And that's a lot of the attraction to your board ape yacht clubs or your bull NFTs um, or your fantasy bears or your crypto punks. This all sounds fucking funny. Yeah, I know it's all flying past <laughs> your head, but it's basically the same idea of right. like a similar picture just edited slightly. Yeah. And a lot of them are just 8-bit pictures that I just... Uh, you know, like... 
I can't imagine that people truly, truly look at it and go like, hmm, yes, good art. Like, I'm sure there's 2% of that, of like, yes, it's a nice picture. It's fancy. I paid $500 for it. It's it's my iPhone background. It's my It's It's more of like, this is proof that you belong to this club now. And you were on the ground floor of this club. And then like when, for example, Board uh, Board Ape Yacht Club, Mm -hmm. the one that I brought up a few times now. It's just pictures pictures of monkeys. um, Oh, it's like an artist? Or it's like an NFT? Yeah, it's an NFT collection of like a bunch of pictures of monkeys. So the people that bought into this club, Mm -hmm. like last year... And they have the one of the first few pictures of monkeys. Like, right. they, like it means something different now because now Board Ape Yacht Club is doing these partnerships with Adidas and Rolling Stone and all kinds of big time partnerships. So the people that were in the club before are like, "Hey, we're OGs. We're part of this club." So that's so much of the appeal. And then also it helps that you know your thing is appreciating in value. Mm. So it's kind of like a billionaire boys club of sorts. I mean, let's not lie here. I'm sure I know there's tons of women in in in, in NFTs and art, but I most of the people that I've met so far into it are very tech bro types. <laughs> um, Wait, you have a couple of NFTs, right? Did you ever buy some? You yeah, said you so were getting, so I, yeah. I I bought the VV ones, which are slightly lower risk because I'm not paying like ten thousand, twenty thousand. Mm. These NFTs cost um, the same price as like you would buy them at a toy store. Yeah. So like, say, Spider-Man NFT. Like for, at the toy store, it costs forty bucks. On VV, it also costs forty bucks. Um, so interesting things have been happening on the app. Yeah, can I see just, your NFTs? Just this week. Okay, you're good. So I bought a Spider-Man last year. Okay. For hundred and ten dollars. Whoa. Yes. Its original price was forty dollars. It's now seventy million dollars. But but it dropped. So 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 meaning like w- the app will do like these drops of like collectibles and they'll like say 12 midnight we're going to drop spider-man right it's basically impossible to buy it during the drop now because so many users are on the app and also a lot of bots are on the app yeah so it ends up yeah it ends up getting picked up literally five seconds after 12 instantaneously instantaneously sold out so i bought a spider-man that was worth 40 dollars on the resale market yeah for 110 dollars it is now worth and then i bought i bought it forgot about it I checked a few days ago. It's worth seven hundred something. Okay, and I'm like, whoa! I'm gonna hold it, and then I waited another day. It was worth six hundred something. Oh shit! And then I need to be patient. I'm gonna hold again. Next day, five hundred something. Fuck it! I'm gonna sell it. <laughs> so I sold the Spider Man for five hundred fifty. Bit of profit. Pretty profit. Made a profit, and then I used that five hundred fifty, and I immediately bought a Mickey Mouse. Okay. Um, and it's been two days since I bought the Mickey Mouse. It's now worth a thousand. 150 you bought it for 500 yeah what a weird world isn't it crazy i don't get it and now i'm scared i'm choosing to just hold on i'm 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 gonna hold on to this mickey mouse and just hold on to it for at least a few months and see what happens this is on vv you said yes Uh, yeah like people are making people are making real money on this thing it's very possible but it takes a lot of dedication what's driving the price i don't understand it, it, your Mickey Mouse is unique, right? That's that's what makes it non. Well, it's 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 what's driving the production? price is uh, it's same as all NFTs, like the scarcity market. Because when they make them, they don't make an infinite number, yeah. even though an infinite number of screenshots can be taken. <laughs> um, yeah. It's they make a limited number that are minted. Okay. So, like for example, when they do like a Batman toy drop, it's going to be um, five thousand common Batmans and. 
2,500 uncommon Batmans like basketball and 1,000 rare Batmans yeah, yeah, and yeah. 500 ultra rare Batmans. And then they're going to drop them all at the same time. People are going to snap them up and then the resale market goes and up. And they all have different images? Different. Uh, well, these VV1 specifically are 3D collectibles. Okay. So like they are basically the exact same model that is sent to the toy manufacturer. So they look exactly like the real-life toy that you would buy or the real-life sculpture. it's like a schematic. It's like a 3D model. Fuck. 3D model. That's yeah. crazy, man. And I think the hope is that in the future when all of us exist in the VR world, we're going to be showing off all of our fucking digital collectibles, I guess, in this VR augmented reality space. You know, it sounds like we need to get into next then, if that's the case. So, like, NFT, like, girlfriends or servants. Do you think VR is going to go that far, though? Like, as in, like, do you think we are going to be sucked into it that far? No. Like, because because I would argue and say that like there are tons of people that already spend all day and all night on the computer. Yeah, like at Second Life and all that shit. You mean whatever gaming, Twitch, oh yeah, yeah Discord, yeah. like whatever your thing is. Th- there's already tons of people that spend their whole day on a screen. Mm. You know, like there's tons of people that do that. I mean, I basically do that. Yeah, you're not far from that, <laughs> yeah. but but you're not even the extreme case. Yeah, I know people that literally like don't leave their rooms. Like Kotaku's, Ot- Otaku's. Yeah, whatever you want to call them. It's real racist. But it? um, <laughs> Does it just mean that in Japanese? <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, um, like Otakon from Metal Gear. But yeah, yeah like see, ahead. because those kind of people exist, to imagine that VR is going to take over some people's lives is not impossible to, to, to extrapolate. Yeah. But also, I really hope that doesn't happen. You're basically talking about Ready Player One. I get, but it's it's just it's becoming so much realer now yeah. that the concept of NFTs has really sunk its yeah, teeth yeah, into yeah, the yeah. population, and there's a good number of people that believe in its value and worth. And here's the thing, I think NFTs are a completely viable way to make money right now. Dude, if anything makes money, it's viable. Yeah, you know? I think it's a viable way to make money. I think it's a worthy investment, especially because you know it, it it is a worthy investment because you just can't, despite your misgivings or kind of like view of it mm-hmm. people have been making hundreds and hundreds of thousands and millions uh, of dollars in yeah. nfts yeah i personally don't think it's going to withstand the test of time but for the next 10 years at least i it's think ha- it's going to be a very valid way for people to make money and 10 years is a long time 10 years you can make a lot of money in 10 years so like i i, I think it's a fad i don't think it's going to be I think NFTs are still going to exist in 40, 50 years. It's just that people aren't going to give that much shits about it. I don't think it's going to be worth nearly as much as it is now because of the phenomenon that I was talking about just now of like viral NFTs, like Indo Selfie Guy or whatever. It's like, how can that be valuable after the commodity? No no one cares about the commodity anymore. Well, I didn't look into it too much, but it was bought by like a restaurateur. Is he going to put it in like his restaurant? You can't put them anywhere unless you just put it on a screen. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, I don't know, but you know, like you go to cut in in uh, <laughs> Marina Bay Sands, and there's all these those uh on the walls. It's all these uh portraits of celebrities, celebrities and stuff. Yeah, it's the same thing. It'll just be like this: the dude, I guess, from least steak to most steak or something. Like, look at him here. Yeah, I. It's just that I'm imagining a world. Yes, where the metaverse is has completely taken over. Yes. And NFTs are still seen as a valuable thing and an investment. You extrapolate those two things at the same time. And what you end up with is rich people 
mm-hmm. your Mark Zuckerbergs of the world mm-hmm. that own everything and they just have all of the things and they're rich and they have all the material wealth. So far, incredibly different from this world. Yes. And then everyone else at the bottom and we're all in the fucking metaverse and we think we have everything. Meanwhile, we're sitting in a fucking empty room on our VR headsets, <laughs> like surrounded by all of our NFTs and amazing toys and fucking monkey pictures, thinking that we have the world. Think because there, because what is VR but a game, right? What is VR but like a like a like a extended kind of game? And with most things like games or anything that's gamified, like social media or YouTube or whatever, it's all about that reward system. Yeah. It's all about that feeling of reward. I've done something. I've accomplished something. And I feel like with NFTs, that is that sense of accomplishment, but on steroids. Because it's right. like, this is worth $5,000. Or like, oh, I bought this um, at the, right at the drop for $6,000, and now it's worth $36,000, or whatever the hell it is. And you end up with these people who have nothing, but they think they have everything. Meanwhile, the people on top have everything, and it's just dystopia. But again, that's just how Cats the world is Cats and dogs now, are living together. It's fucking chaos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know what to tell you. It could be. Or like I don't know. This is one of those things where things are so unpredictable. Like a year from now, NFTs could be like could take over for U.S. dollars, or they could be non-existent. Who the fuck knows? I highly doubt they're going to be non-existent, yeah, yeah. only because the metaverse doesn't fully exist yet. Mm. I think right now a lot of the speculative value that people are placing on NFTs is completely or p- largely based on the hope of the metaverse becoming the future. Yeah. I actually don't even really know what the metaverse is. Is it just Ready Player One? Yeah. The metaverse is basically just like life on VR. Like they're going to keep bringing the VR headsets um, uh, down in terms of like their retail price. The technology is going to keep going up. The interfaceability of it and the social media aspect of it is going to get deeper and deeper. And I guess the hope is that people will go towards it and... Being a fan of VR myself, I don't think it's implausible. Sure. Like once you get the actual device into enough homes, um, and once it's real enough, and once you get that reward system sweet enough, people are gonna flock to it. Yeah, once like, once the hardware gets smaller and more comfortable, and battery yeah. lasts longer and shit. Yeah, once they get it into glasses that you can just put on like sunglasses, like it's game over, man. Yeah, well, I just again we just have Ernest Klein as a backup, so we know what to do. Oh, not as a backup, as a guide. These are the best ways to have fun on, you know, fucking the metaverse. Hmm. Video games that you can, or movies that you can play in. That's, that's cool. Yeah. It's, it's, I just find it a little bit scary because it seems inevitable, but at the same time, like, my hope for humanity is hanging in there. Because I just don't <laughs> feel like humans are that dumb. You know, I just don't feel like we're going to buy into this full on. I think, I, I hope it's going to stay a niche. And continue to be a niche because As you buy into it yourself. I'm, I'm like, I'm like one foot in, one foot out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I dig it as like a like, cause, cause, you know. Here's the thing, like just straight up, it's the gold rush right now. Mm-hmm. It'd be dumb to not try make some money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've also generally, I, I'm, I'm just generally not a very brave investor in that sense. So I haven't done, I haven't made big moves. I'm literally playing with like chump change compared to all your people art things and your. Um, you know, your crypto punks or whatever. Um, you continue to sh- say shit I don't understand. Yeah. No, no. Basically, there's a whole other tier of NFTs where we're yeah. talking about fine art prices, where we're talking about tens of thousands to like Yeesh. hundreds of thousands. And then there's what I'm doing with Vivi, 
which is fairly small fish at the moment. But yeah. that's because I'm like I I don't really have a lot of high value NFTs <laughs> on there. My highest valued one is the Mickey Mouse. It's worth a thousand three hundred something now. But there are NFTs on there that are worth tens of thousands of dollars, especially like if um like they are really rare or they're first editions. Or things like that. I think that one of the Todd McFarlane Batmans is currently valued at like 35K or something crazy like that. Mm. Um, all kinds of stuff. It's a crazy world, man. It's a very crazy world. <laughs> what's been what's been tickling your bean? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very weird way to put it. Because NFTs have been doing that for me. <laughs> well, just to shift gears a little bit. I want What I want to do is that uh, a friend of mine... Uh, asked who i know from the real world he asked a friend of his to list his favorite podcast just for funsies and this guy apropos of not knowing us nathan just named us as his favorite wow yeah uh, so i want to give edgar a shout out what's up edgar friend of ziff uh thanks for listening man he says we're as good as oprah oprah oh as in like the <clears throat> he's like my favorite podcast is the good oprah hang podcast? and then oprah and i'm like Haha, what does she do on her that. podcast i can't imagine it's anything similar to this <laughs> she hangs out with people too it's not that dissimilar she just hangs out with like important people like malala and shit what's your favorite thing malala world peace here's a fart joke from malala uh two taliban no, um <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> yeah no 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 that's 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 pretty much it i was trying to think of what i've been enjoying this week or what i've been doing um what what has what has touched you or what has um, excited you in 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 this in in this past week? You know what we didn't talk about last week was Dexter. Oh, Dexter New Blood. We didn't talk about Dexter New Blood. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to say about it other than I enjoyed it. It was a really nice kick of nostalgia because yeah. Dexter was one of the first TV shows I ever got into. Yeah. Um, after twenty four, it was Dexter. Like Dexter was just one of the OG shows out there. Um, and it also really shaped my, uh, um, I don't know. Worldview is a bit strong. Yeah, but like, oh yeah, this is who should die. No, no, it's it's, it's just that it's it's it was the first dark comedy I ever watched. Right, because it came out when I was still pretty young. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was like the first like real dark comedy that like I really got into. Yeah. Um, and it was just nice to see it get a better ending. Yeah discouraging to see so many people hate on it they hated it a lot of people hated the ending which i you know i can i can understand why you would not like how it ended but also like fucking stop yeah the main complaints (laughs) i agree with they just don't affect me as much i just don't think so much of the main complaints mostly that it was rushed and yeah like the main complaints was that it was rushed they could have spent more time with it True, I guess, but it's like what we got was already pretty good. Yeah, I so agree. it's like, could it have been better? Sure, sure. maybe. If the suggestion, if if the complaint is that this could have been better, then yeah, anything could be better. Yeah, but I was happy with what I got. Yeah, I thought it was a satisfying journey. I thought it was very believable. I'm trying not to spoil it too much, just in case anybody go watch cares. It, go watch it. Um, I'll be vague, but I thought it was very plausible how Dexter's son reacted to everything that was presented to him yeah, and then chose to do what he did at the end. Yeah. Like, it just felt very logical. It's like, yeah, you're kind of overwhelming the kid, you yeah. know? Like, it could have taken a couple more turns. Like, that's what I whole thing. I was like, like, at the beginning of the series, I'm like, oh, they're taking too long to, like, get Harrison into, in other words. Yeah. Yeah, for Harrison to find out that Dexter yeah. is doing what he's doing. 
But yeah, I enjoyed it. And it was just very nostalgic, you know, like you were saying. It was just like, oh, look at this thing that was from my childhood-ish, teenage years. Come back and feel good. fresh. It's like nostalgia, right? But it feels fresh. It does and, feel very fresh. And it fresh. also helps that Michael C. Hall is ageless yeah. and he looks the same. He ages like an Asian, that guy. He's like the same. It's a very beautiful man, yeah, Michael I C. Think Hall. So. Like, very chiseled jaw. Yeah. I'd go gay for Michael C. Hall. Uh, or. Oh, I'd say hi. I yeah, guess. I'd say hello. Michael C. Hall or Chris Pine. I'd go. I'd go gay for. They they they're actually one weirdly similar two. when you think about it. Yeah, what is it? I don't know. I think it's like the jawline and the hair color. <laughs> <laughs> their deep soulful eyes. Um, their rugged Americanism. But yeah, I I I I I really enjoyed it. Like I'm always down for a good murder mystery kind of situation. Mm-hmm. This one didn't harp too long on the mystery part, but it was fun. It was well done, I thought. Uh, speaking of nostalgia, though, I did something uh, the other night which was kind of different. Like, I tend to like we were talking about last week about how like oh I didn't enjoy the Matrix, but I'm enjoying these videos explaining why the Matrix is <laughs> not that bad or whatever or or bad or why it's bad and all that stuff. So, uh, one movie that's been on my radar that I've been meaning to watch but I've been putting off and putting off is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh. Yeah, you know, it's that came out in August. No one really watched it. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay, well, I'm not really into it. So why don't I just watch the Red Litter media on it? I'm like, oh, they trashed it. They hated it. It came out in August, you yeah, said? Yeah, wow, yeah. time is a exactly. construct. Okay, yeah. They, they they reviewed it. They didn't really like it. And I was like, oh, okay, that's too bad. I thought it would at least be kind of fun. Uh, but then also I was not surprised. But then I jumped on Reddit and people were like, oh, no, no, it's actually pretty good. The Red Litter guys, are, oh, for the first time, Reddit dis- disagrees with the Red Litter media. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch it myself. Uh-huh. It's pretty good. I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was a good nostalgia fest. It did have like a lot of like Spielbergian like takes on it where it was like young adventure and stuff. But it I was think great. that's the aspect of it. Like I'm guessing I haven't seen Ghostbusters Afterlife, but I'm guessing mm-hmm. that's the aspect of it that the red letter media people didn't like. Yeah, they hated the nostalgia because porn. It's been done to death. Yeah, I mean, there's also something to be said about like you know if it works, why not do it? Yeah. So to a certain extent, it does work. But I guess from like a movie filmmaker's appreciation perspective, it's like, aren't we done with this by now? Mm. Didn't Stranger Things kind of fuck it out by this point? <laughs> like, why are we still doing this whole like 90s, 80s, 90s nostalgia vibe with like kids on bicycles and shit? Well, I mean, it's like, the whole thing of like, I mean, from a creator standpoint or even from the consumer standpoint, it's stuff that these people enjoyed as kids, but now they're, they're powered to make stuff. Yeah. So like the writer director of this movie is the son of the original right, writer. Uh, yeah. Jason Reitman. Mm-hmm. Ivan Reitman was his dad. But it was interesting because, like, I don't know how much I should spoil, but, like... I don't care. It, yeah. Well, I mean, the listeners, too. But I it, doubt they do either. Uh, Spoil Harold, it. Harold Ramis, it. who is not, no longer around, was Egon, who was always the one I was identified he in the, with. Was he in the movie? Is that why it's called Afterlife? See, do, now you want to watch, don't do, you? Do they prove that your, ghosts exist? Your shit is peaked, isn't it? Oh, shit. Well, Harold I mean, in the universe, Ramis ghosts ghost. always do exist, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they did the whole... Th- okay, yeah, whatever. My favorite part of it is that Egon, Egon in the very beginning, he dies. Like, he has a heart attack. He, uh-huh. They had, like, a, a body double to, like, do him. They put him in shadow. Then he died. Then the, the story moves on to his granddaughter. Like, she's the new Egon. Right. Played by some young person. Finn Wolfhard actually doesn't have as big a role as you would think. Good. Yeah, he's not like he's not driving the movie. By far, the, the his sister is. And then, yeah, yeah, his, yeah, his casting in it, I think, really... It was really weirdly dubious. It fucks it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think that's what happened to a lot of people. We're like, oh, it's just Stranger Things. Yeah, like, don't put him in your 80s, 90s nostalgia movie. Just don't. It's like, it's weird. It's like a weird typecasting. I think people just really saw through it, because I'm sure that's what they casted him for. It's like, all right, let's bring him in. Yeah, but it's like a weird typecasting that is is strange. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't even know if you call it typecasting. It's a strange thing. <laughs> you know? 
Yes. <laughs> Strange thing. Uh, but yeah, no, no, it's a good movie, and there's like a, there's good diversity. There's an Asian kid. I think he's Asian. His name is Podcast, by the way. Shout out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Literally. Okay. You think it's dumb, but he's actually kind of adorable. He goes. Is it like a take on short round? No. I, maybe. <laughs> but he's like, why? my name is Podcast. Like, why is your name Podcast? Because I have a podcast. I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, and then, um, yeah. But it's really nice. Okay. I'll just spoil it. No big deal. Go watch it anyway if, if this piques your interest at all or you would have watched it by now. But yeah, the original three alive Ghostbusters come back. Oh, that was spoiled ages ago. Ages ago, right? Like That's they went on talk shows to talk about it way before. Oh, the then movie never came mind. Out never, but yeah. yeah, they have a, they're in this movie much smaller than the Peters. <laughs> spoiled that one. Surprise, Spider Man spoiler. Uh, if people still haven't seen it, which is <laughs> wild to me. Um, but yeah, and then they brought back Harold Ramis as a ghost. Like they straight up made him blue. They took the CG. They did like I don't know what they did. They, they I know they said they they didn't really give away how they did it. Um, it's not. I think that's why the red letter media people would have hated it. Yeah, they predicted that to happen. Jesus Christ! Like, that's how they started the the the, the, the review. They, they showed <laughs> clips from it. Um, they, they, they think they did a trailer breakdown when it first came out. They're like, I bet Egon's gonna blah blah blah. And you know what? It's called Ghostbusters Afterlife. It makes total sense. I guess it's um, just it's just. But uh, I don't like the bringing back of people from the dead for yes. for movies. Yes, it feels. It feels strange. Well, I mean, if we're fucking selling eight bit things for money, we may as well bring dead people back to no, be. It's, it's like unless unless we had like expressed permission from the person before he or she passed away. Well, they, we will start now. You know what I mean? Like because when Harold Ramis died, he couldn't have thought this was a possibility. If it makes you feel better, his kids gave permission. They and they viewed the footage and they well, were like, yeah, and honestly, his, yeah, but his kids making the movie. Oh no. I, uh, no, 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 not his. Oh, kids. sorry, right, minister. Yeah, 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 sorry, right, So they right, went to his daughter, yeah. and she was like, "Yeah, sure." Um, but like of all the times, the, the, the Paul Walker, Carrie Fisher, Peter Cushing, this is by far the best one. Like, it looks the most legit. It just looks like him, and he's like ghostly anyway. So it's kind of like you know, it's like you can like kind of play with that. Right. And uh, what's funny is that his daughter was like, "They could have made him fat, like how he really was going to die, but they made him thin, <laughs> like how right. Egon was." Right. And it was really good. I like got a little choked up. Especially since Egon was always my favorite Ghostbuster. Right. It's worth a watch. I think it's a pretty fun movie. <laughs> it's just... I don't care about Ghostbusters. The Ghostbusters was a lightning in a bottle. Yeah. It, it, it's basically... It's like almost like The Matrix. It's almost one-to-one of The Matrix. Mm-hmm. F- first movie, amazing. Everything after that, it... It's struggling. It's struggling to be necessary. That's the thing. I like Ghostbusters too. I liked all the cartoons actually. Really, Ghostbusters yeah. too? Yeah. I think it's because it was one of those things where when I was growing up, that's just the one I happened to watch more. Right. Like I think I had the VHS that one, not the first one. I don't one. know, man. Ghostbusters two is pretty trash to me. I don't know. Like, and then there's extreme Ghostbusters in the cartoon. I I I remember the cartoon being cool. Yeah, it's fucking scary. I remember too. watching the cartoon. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking of Men in Black. No, that I was preferred, good too, but it was I around preferred, the same time. I preferred the Men in Black cartoon, but Ghostbusters one, amazing movie. It feel like like the pacing of it, everything. It feels almost like Rocky one, where yeah. it has yeah, this yeah, yeah, very, yeah. like very relaxed tone to it, almost where you're just kind of like sitting back and okay, I'll just take whatever it is you're telling me. Something about mm-hmm. it just felt really snappy, and but at the same time real chill, and yeah. like that just made the movie really flow. Yeah. And then the second movie was just a copy and paste. It's the exact same thing structurally. They just replaced the ghosts. Oh, um, yeah. 
So it, that's the if that's what you think. If you didn't like that, then yeah, a lot of what happens in the first movie is in this afterlife movie. But I think it stands alone. I think it's worth watching. See, but like, that, don't you like? It's it's so like I get nostalgia and all that. It's just that. At what point does, is there too much? At what oh, point, we've definitely gotten there. Yeah, at what point is it just like, year. is it not just too much, but also just pointless? Maybe Cowboy Bebop. You know? Maybe that's the point. Like Matrix Resurrections. Ugh. The first bit of the movie was all just copy-paste of like the beats of the first movie. Yeah. At least that had some kind of story intention as yeah. opposed to just being pure nostalgia. So I found that kind of cool. Uh-huh. But, I don't know, the rehashing of all the story beats and everything, it just feels pointless. Especially because the first one, it is still completely watchable and still completely relevant. Yeah. Just as cool. Well, it's just a money train, isn't it? I mean, with yeah. all the Disney live-action remakes. and but What's funny is that, addressing what you were talking about, it's I feel like the biggest criminal of that, or at least the first big one, was um, Force Awakens, right? Mm. Oh, it's just the same movie, same beats, same story, blah, blah, blah. So you think people would watch that, listen to the constructive criticism, and be like, okay, let me change it or whatever. But I mean, it still makes a boat ton of money. Now that said, after after life did not make a boat ton of money. But okay, I think with Force Awakens, it's less egregious. I'm I'm, I'm saying specifically with the repeating of the story beats, Ghostbusters one and two was really egregious because it's literally the same movie, same cast, everything. They were just like, <laughs> we don't know how we made the first one. We'll just do the first one again and the second one. Um, but with uh, what was it that you just mentioned? Um, uh, Force Awakens. Yeah, with Force Awakens. Same story beats and everything, but at least everything is you know refreshed. So yeah. even though it had the same story beats, like it's everything is still like new I to mean, a certain extent. Could it possibly be that it's that what they're just trying to do is trying to create this stuff for a new generation, like to get the kids? Oh no, into that's it. exactly what it's for. It's yeah. it's it's not completely for it, it. It's it's for the old fans to hit you but with I don't nostalgia. Think, yeah, it's yeah. for the old fans, but that's because they already know that they have the old fans ticket yes, money. Yes, they have the old fans ticket money regardless of whether the movie is going to be good or not. And then the the purpose of the reboot is to get new fans to come in and hopefully they're dumb enough to take whatever slop they put out there. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's 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 getting to a weird tipping point where it's just like when when there's parodies of it coming out, it's just a little bit. I mean, much. here's basically what's happening, man. Is it like movies these days are just Marvel and star and Marvel and like nostalgia stuff, and then all the creative energy that would go to create a new project is basically going to TV. TV and honestly, shows. I'm okay with that. I guess we just gotta just accept it. You know what I mean? I just miss like higher concept weird movies. I mean, I'm sure they're still out there. They're, they're still out there. Um, just go to the projector. But they they don't make big weird movies anymore. Yeah. You know, they're all small. They're all very like Florida project. Yeah, because it's, like, it's all a money game. You know what I mean? We yeah, can't, we can't you're, drop you're, this much money. Not, in. not to say that small movies don't exist. Tons of small movies exist, but they're either really small or really big. As opposed to last time when there was kind of like a lot of nice the in mediums, between mediums, movies. Yeah. yeah. Like your Shanghai Noons. I don't know why that was the first one that's that came to mind. That's, that's still relatively high budget, I feel. Yeah, but it's like small. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's not based on any IP. It's not based right, on right, any right, franchise. Right. It's just completely hanging on to the star power of Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson. Wow. Um, like movies like that, you know, that where, where they're big, but they're small. Yeah. Like... Um, what's another one? Like, uh, I was kind of Matrix One. I feel it kind of fits Doctor Doolittle. I don't know. <laughs> Matrix One was a real like. 
Also, I feel I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up something the elephant in the room that we never mentioned before. Um, Ghostbusters answer the call. Um, what? Ghostbusters answer the call. What's that? The female Ghostbusters. It's called Answer the Call. It's called Ghostbusters Answer the Call. That's no, it's not. It's just called Ghostbusters. It's called Ghostbusters Answer the Call. <laughs> Shut up. No, it's called Ghost. This is not important to okay, the point. Okay, anyway. But Ghostbusters Answer the Call. I feel remiss if I didn't bring that up and uh, just, you know, assert that it's a real shitty product. Yeah, I thought. We were doing- <laughs> and that when it came out, we were going through a really weird time in our history, and it's a well-reviewed movie. Against all odds, people reviewed this movie well. It has a 74 on Rotten Tomatoes? Yes, because it's an all-female cast and no one wanted to get cancelled for calling it shitty. I think Answer the Call is just is is just like the, the fucking advertising thing. Because it's still called Ghostbusters, parentheses, 2016. Really? Though in the posters, Answer the Call is right under it. To yeah, be fair. it's. I'm pretty sure it's called Ghostbusters Answer the Call. Oh, see, this is here. Okay, here Nathan says Ghostbusters Answer the Call. All right, this one it says Answer the Call at the top, and this is you. No one can see this. <laughs> it's just their slogan. No, look, it's it's fucking says Ghostbusters Answer the Call on the DVD. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Anyway, whatever. It's stupid. A, it's another a, reason why this movie sucks. Yeah, it's a horseshit movie. But we were going through this weird, sensitive time in our history where, because it was a movie starring women and they replaced the men, every media company thought that we can't call this movie shit. We'll be seen as sexist. <laughs> we're gonna say this movie is at least good. Um, so that's how you end up with seventy-five, seventy-six percent in Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Even though it is objectively, I think objectively a horrible yes. trash movie. The story's all over the place. The characters are improvising way too much. <laughs> like, way too much. So much so that it's like, where is the script? Where is, like, <laughs> why aren't people saying important things to the story? They're you know, just riffing. <laughs> I just remembered. Um, I was reading some, I think it was on IMDb trivia or something, but the the director of the, the newer Ghostbusters was like, hey, big shout out to Paul Fahey. And then he said, you know when you're watching a movie and there's a SWAT guy and the one guy goes through the door first and gets completely shot up? That was you, Paul Feige. (laughs) You took all the bullets. You showed us what we could and couldn't do and allowed us to make this movie. Uh, Yeah. Cool. Well, that interests me more than any other pitch that you've made. Um, Because, honestly, my aversion to watching ghostbusters afterlife comes from the burn i felt after watching answer the call answer the call because like i was i was really excited i remember seeing good reviews for it and i was like ooh. and then i seeing the cast i really like kate mckinnon really like Kristen wig really mm-hmm. like leslie jones and who's the fourth one um melissa mccarthy melissa mccarthy all really amazing talents amazing improvisers amazing just actresses all that but I mean, this this movie just was a bit much. It's a tonal thing, right? Like they were going for that really 2010s, like wacky kind of irreverent. I honestly think they just let th- they were because a lot of what made the first Ghostbusters so strong or so unique was that there was a script, people had things to say, but there was also a lot of riffing going on. Mm-hmm. But it just so happened that like. I don't know. It must have been a really good uh, 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 synergistic relationship between the actors and the director yeah. where they knew what to keep and what to cut out in terms of the, the improvisation really yeah, yeah, yeah. and like the riffing that Bill Murray especially would Bill do. Bill Murray especially was, yeah. He was improvising, yeah, improvising a lot. 
as opposed to answer the call where I felt like they took that um, they took that ethos essentially of like ooh just keep it loosey goosey and like let the actors be funny but they didn't know how to edit <laughs> like because I think Kate McKinnon Kristen Wiig Leslie Jones Melissa McCarthy they're all hilarious like I don't know if you can compare them of like oh who's funnier Bill Murray or Kristen Wiig you know you can't that's like tough to say but they're all funny they're all great improvisers it's been te- tried and tested it's been proven but I think the editor or the director or whoever's in charge of that shit just let the takes go on a bit too long. Yeah. Gave them a bit too much freedom, kept a bit too much, too many riffs in there. Yeah. So much so that the movie just feels like a bunch of people fucking around. Yes. <laughs> like, Here's a couple did, million dollars just like... Yeah, but like not fucking around in like a way that's fun. Yeah. It's like fucking around in a way that's like, I feel like you're wasting my time. Yeah, no, like instead of a... It, it feels like instead of like a good story, they were just trying to... F- and like with good jokes, they were just trying to fill it in with improv nonsense. Yeah, which coming like I, from an improviser, you know, like I'm sure, the, the I'm worst. sure the crew was laughing on the day itself, but <laughs> like it just doesn't translate, you yeah. know. Like so much of the movie just fell flat to me, so that's why I've been avoiding Afterlife. Yeah. But well, Afterlife is as a more. I mean, a lot of people are saying like this movie is not funny enough because it's a little bit more serious, a little bit more like action adventure-y. That's right. why it's, I thought it might spill Burke, but I don't know. Check it out. Check it out. Don't check it out. Let us know. Uh, you there, listener, let us know if you got a chance to see Ghostbusters answer the call. Let us know what you think. Let us know. Let us know. Who are you going to call? This seven, six, how old is this movie now? Four-year-old movie? Five-year-old movie? No, not that one. The Afterlife. Oh, Afterlife, yeah. Which is a five-month-old Yeah, movie. no. Please don't watch Answer the Call. Like, I implore you to not waste your time. Answer our call. Like, because the, the, the thing about the move, the, about movies like this is I love a good, bad movie. Answer the Call is a bad, bad movie. It's a bad, bad like, movie. Like, it's not a good, bad movie where you can enjoy it on, like, an ironic level or even just, like, a what the fuck are they doing level. Yeah. It's, like, cringy almost. Did it kill Kate McKinnon's movie career? I, I think, think it, it might have. have. Yeah. I think it might have. Because, like, it's 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 really borderline cringy in, like, a way that, like, makes you feel sorry for the people on screen because you know that they're better than this. <laughs> Actually, but maybe maybe I'm just being ignorant, but honestly, I feel like all four of them haven't made much movies since that movie came oh, out. Oh, Leslie Jones hosts game shows now? Yeah. So Melissa McCarthy has been in a whole bunch of other flops. She did that superhero movie a little bit a while ago. That's on what? Netflix. Yeah, she did this, like, oh, we're superheroes, but we're funny kind of vibe. Um yeah, I, I don't know. It's her and Viola Davis, if I'm not wrong, huh. um, playing superheroes. Huh. Um, oh, sorry, not Viola Davis. That was racist of me. Okay. Um, uh, Beyonce? No, who is that lady in The Help? Um, is that not Viola Davis? Oh, God. No. Uh, Spencer. Uh, o- Octavia. Octavia Spencer. Spencer. There we go. Yeah. Um, Olivia Spencer? Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer, Spencer. yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I can't remember how we got here, but how do we? How does it, how does anyone get anywhere? Yeah, I can't remember how we got here, but you know, fuck Ghostbusters. We don't need ghosts. Yes. Um. <laughs> uh, speaking of Ghostbusters, yep. they're, they're they're actual Ghostbusters next door to here. Shut up. Yeah, like you're giving away our location quite a lot, but yeah, I don't think no one anybody knows. But there's like there's like mediums next door. Like they meet every like Tuesday night to like scream at ghosts and. Do they um, scream at them here? Yeah. Why do they scream at them? I don't. Okay, they're not like ah screaming, but they're like really aggressive with yeah. whatever they're talking to. Like, hello, how are you? No, just like well, they're speaking in a dialect that I barely understand, but oh. they're just like re- it's it's like they and they leave the doors completely open because they do this late at night, and I guess they leave the doors open because so the ghosts can get out. So yeah, so the ghosts can get out, I guess. But 
yeah, that happens here. Like that's cool, cool. Every week, and they pull out the golden horse and everything. It's it's wild. They do what now? There's like a golden horse that they pull out, and I don't I don't know I don't Does it know protect them. I don't know religion to be. <laughs> Uh, I know we got into that a bunch last week. Yeah, um, but I don't really like a golden horse icon. Like no, a- like like it's a thing. Like it's it's I, I'm guessing Buddhist, um, where they have like a wooden horse that they adorn with gold, golden things and nice fabrics. And then they they hide inside it and they roll it to the ghost and they no come no out you don't surprise. hide inside. I don't know. What you got Troyed. I don't know what it's for. Right. I don't know what its function is. Yeah, because you said it real casually. They bring out the golden horse, and I'm just like, that's yeah, not yeah. But it's it's like a common thing. Like you see them at these like, I'm guessing again, Buddhist <laughs> altars, okay, where they'll have like the golden horse or the wooden horse or whatever it is, and it's 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 just golden horse, yeah. ghost. I don't know what the religious cultural significance is. That's my own ignorance. Um, but yeah, we've got we've got Ghostbusters, so I I feel safe and protected. And no need to watch a movie about it. I mean, you made one about it, so it's kind of fun. <laughs> what? You were a ghost. You were a zombie. Oh, you, you right. You a ghost. Yeah. I was in a movie. That's on Netflix, right? Or Disney Plus? No, it's on Disney That's Plus. That's so cool. Yeah. It's a, when Ghost Meet Zombie is on Disney Plus. So if you want to watch me in a, in a shit movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty good shit movie. I can say that. No, it, it's... it's it had potential. That's what I remember. It had potential. That's the thing. It's heartbreaking to be a part of something that... Has potential, but it just got flopped in the edit. Or Release the, the Hartono cut, re-edited. Yeah, oh my gosh! Bet you could. Just ask. I don't know, man. Like, cause it's 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 a silly movie. It's not it's not like a deep, you know, high art gonna change your life movie in the first place. Um, this movie that I was in. But what really killed it was, and I I don't know if I spoke about this on the show before. Yeah, product placement. Yeah, we talked about. But that. yeah, what killed it was that in a lot of local movies. They're kind of beholden to advertisers. Did not know that was a thing. And the director just becomes like not the most powerful person on set. And it's heartbreaking to see that he just kind of has to say, okay. Mm-hmm. Because if he says no, well, you don't have money to shoot your film, I'm guessing. Right. Um, but it'll literally be like, hey, so we're going to do this uh, ad for Ogawa massage chairs. Yeah. And put it in the scene and then you talk about it. It's like, what the fuck? It's in the script. Yeah. Like, you literally talk about it in the script. And then, like, everyone just ends up agreeing because everyone ends up getting paid for it. You need the money. Yeah. The movie people get paid. The actor or actress that says the line about the thing gets paid. Um, and everyone makes money. And it's, you also date your fucking movie. Yeah. And you make it impossible to export into other countries because you're putting a very specific local <laughs> ad into your movie that is not going to have any play anywhere else in the world. I mean, it's so fucking wild that like product placement has been around forever. It's forever. But it's usually subtle. Yeah. I don't, under- logo, I don't uh, understand why some... Because like, I also know that it's not an, an exclusively Singaporean thing. Lots of movies have like ham-fisted product placement. Yeah. I just don't understand why people still do that because the value of it is so obviously like diminishing returns Mm. because the moment people see that you have a sponsor in your thing, it kind of muddies the waters a little bit. I I wonder, I I don't know, there's probably no way to track this, right? But I wonder how many fucking massage chairs that movie sold. Probably none. Zero, two, three, four. I'm guessing none. Someone was just like, I've been thinking about it. Now that I've seen when Ghost Meets Zombie, I am going to get this. One Ogawa of the fu- one of the vibe. sponsors was a fucking industrial floor waxing thing. Everyone needs 
no one needs industrial floor right? lights. Right? It's like literally a product that you don't houses. buy in the supermarket. It's a product that people get for like their office buildings to like <laughs> wax their floors or, or clean their floors or something. Like, what? Who are you speaking to? You know, it's like, probably I just, just friends, right? Like friends, are like the producers are just like, hey, you have a company, give us money, okay? But then promote my product, I guess. Yeah, it's just dumb because at the end of the day, we're making a movie here. You know, you think like at the end of the day, we're making a movie here. We're not making like a YouTube video, yeah. which is disposable. Yeah, it's just like it just goes to show like how they value the the the, the product. You know, yeah, yeah. like I'm sorry, like if it might be a bit mean to say, but I just don't think you respect the product of a film or a movie if you just fucking put really shitty ads in it yes <laughs> it's uh, like you're disrespecting it completely you're diminishing it in so many ways that it's like ugh. Yeah. but yeah go check out when ghost meet zombie on disney Plus. just fast forward through. you'll notice it when it's time to fast forward <laughs> I, uh... I i would say that that movie is teetering on so bad it's good kind of level because yeah, i don't yeah, think yeah. it's bad bad but i think it's 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 teetering on so bad it's good. The frustrating thing for me literally watching it was like I'm watching it. I'm listening to the script. I'm looking at the edit. I'm like, there is a good movie here. Yeah. And then it's just, yeah, because of all that stuff you're talking about. Yeah. But you know, it is what it is. Yo, you know what I was, what I was watching? Have you, caught, have you caught Peacemaker yet? Mm, a little bit. I only watched the first episode. I highly enjoyed it. The first three episodes came out. I was like, uh, I watched the first one. I was like, oh, I'm going to wait for my girlfriend. I I'm think just a little it. soured on John Cena. Oh, no, because of China. Yeah. And also because I just don't think he's a very good actor. He's pretty good in this show, I would say. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. I saw the first episode. I thought he was... I thought it was kind of rough. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I think it's used to him. It felt real try-hardy. It felt real like, oh, I'm the next funny rock. It's like, oh, what's... Yeah, there was a little like, bit of that. Yeah, you know, it's like, what's happening here? I just didn't... I, 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 I don't know. I felt kind of cringy in some moments just watching him. But maybe that's because I come into it with, like, this context of... Yeah, this bend over for China motherfucker yeah and also <laughs> I was a fan of him when he was in the WWE yeah. and all that and like I've seen him change gimmicks so many times and this is just another gimmick I guess the acting gimmick <laughs> we'll see. I will say that his vascularity is crazy I'm like look at those veins yeah it's kind of creepy actually his yeah. veins are just popping up and just like Ugh. yeah uh, so that's like a semi-soft recommendation I enjoyed the first episode I want to watch more see how it goes I don't know. I'm 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 looking to like in general consume less content in 2022. Yeah, go for it. Cuz I feel like I really went way too hard in the last 2 years and I don't want to get used to that because I, I just it's 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 you feel like it's melting your brain. Um I just think I can afford to like, you know, consume other media like, you know, read a fucking read a book, read a fucking book yeah. or I don't know. Do something else. Like it's, I, I've, I've been I've been feeling quite like uninspired lately, mm. and I feel like that's just a matter of adjusting the input because yeah, my input has been X for so long, and I feel like I just need to change that X and the turn X it into something else. X minus two, uh, X plus Y, whatever it is. I just need to adjust my input, and maybe the output's going to be different. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just too crowded and full of random show shit. Fair enough. Um, but unrelated to watching shows, uh, this is somewhat of a recommendation. No, this is a straight up recommendation. Go for a walk. But, but it's not a show. Um, I just came back from a chiropractic adjustment. Ooh. Um, and it's this, pl- I hesitate to blow it up because it's like, oh, then it's like, I can't get an appointment there. <laughs> but they're good people. They deserve the business. Um, this place called, uh, 
what's it fucking called? I mean, you posted about it on your Instagram. I was reading about it earlier. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. Um, so that guy's a licensed chiropractor because like the website doesn't mention the chiropractic at all, which I thought was kind of weird. I don't know. I went there. It was happy. I was happy. Felt good. Felt good. It was called. It's called Corrective Therapy Singapore. Um, it's like a small little place. Good price. Really decent. Like a hundred bucks for consultation and adjustment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had cheaper, but okay. The thing that drew really. Yeah. Oh, like I feel like it's always around that price or more. I mm. feel like every other place is like two hundred fifty or three hundred fifty or some shit like that. Oh. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay. Like especially like the good places, you know. Yeah. Um, like if it's some random place in mall, then maybe it's like 60, 80 bucks or something. But this one, they do like a proper adjustment. And, um, what drew me to the place is that I found out that they do Y strap adjustments. What is that? Yeah. I saw you post about that. Is that the one where they, they hang your head from the, from fucking the wall? It's like the thing where they put the strap around your head and then you're, you're, you're lying on the, on the massage table and then they just pull it. Yeah. Yeah, It's like a a machine, right? No, no, no. They pull it with their hands. Yeah, I think my brother does that. Yeah, they pull it with their hands. They just kind of like leverage a little bit. They're they loosen your neck. They loosen your neck a bit. They tug it, tug it, tug it, and then just breathe. And then, <laughs> and dude, like, because I've I've only ever I I I have a low key obsession over like chiropractic videos. Yeah, man, I want a bow high tower. <laughs> I want someone to chisel me. Yeah, I, I have a low key obsession with these videos, and I've always been curious about the Y strap because I've seen it in a bunch of videos, and I'm just curious, like, how does that feel? And today I felt it for the first time, and it's 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 a little bit of a come to Jesus moment. Like it's you 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 touch God for a little bit, <laughs> like for a fraction of a second, but it's there, and like I felt the crack go throughout my neck and middle back, yeah, and like nothing throughout like the middle lower, but yeah. right at the tailbone I felt that something there as well, and it was just like you're like taller now. Probably I don't know, <laughs> but I just know that I felt really lightheaded and just kind of like whoa. whoa afterwards, I had okay. to like I had to like lie down for a bit and just okay. be like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> um, but good adjustment, good people, yeah, good check them out. Good uh, good banter. You know, I feel like out. that's a requirement from chiropractors nowadays. I'm trying a whole different uh, issue, uh, different approach these days, Nathan. Because like I bought a new pillow which is working out great for me. I'm also like following this thing on YouTube called Upright Health. It's a guy who who's like a he's like a physical therapist based in whatever California or something and he puts up videos about how to like adjust yourself or like how to stretch and stuff. So I'm doing this program where I'm trying to improve my hips and that's kind of that's coming along well. And I feel like by adjusting my hips and obviously your hips are adjusted are connected to your spine. Everything's starting to starting to fall into alignment a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that's good. I'm getting my Asian squat on. Yeah. And I'm also like I'm trying to strengthen my traps in a very specific way that makes it like doesn't give me you know I was getting migraines all the time cuz yeah. I get like a neck pain from sleeping. It's been a lot better. Right. Yeah. And also at boxing uh afterwards I'll go hit the weights a little bit cuz I didn't <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. Uh, maybe you technically can't do that, but Ben I was there Ben Kang was there the other day. He's like, "All right, I'm going to hit the weights." I'm like, "You could do that." So I like, join you. I just lifted weights for a bit. Oh right, right. At like, the ring, yes. Right, right. Yeah. Like, I don't know why, but like I wasn't sure what you meant by hit the weights. Hit the weights. Like, lift, lift them weights. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hit the weights. I thought you were just like punching weights. I was like, why? Eh, <laughs> just to strengthen your knuckles. Yeah, that's what that corner is for. It's a fucking gym. Who do you think it was for? No, no, because you you can book it. You're supposed to book it. Oh really? Yeah, but I guess I'm just gonna go <coughs> from now on. Yeah, till someone stops me. Anyway. Yeah, so I'm trying to like I'm trying a different thing because like yeah because like what you said before kind of rang true with me. It's like 
fuck, I'm spending a lot of massages and things trying to adjust it, but maybe I should like strengthen my own self. And yeah, it's it's it's, it's not about the massages. It's not about the chiropractic adjustments. All that stuff is like maintenance. Yeah. And it's like, because, you know, occasionally you're going to have a harder day than most or yeah, you're going to yeah, have yeah, yeah. more stress than most. And like all the habits that you, all the good habits that you form might go away in those one or two days. And then that's when you get an adjustment. That's yeah. when you get like tune a third up. party to kind of tune you up. Yeah. External force. Or maybe every few months go for a tune up. But in general, I think like 80% of the wellness mm-hmm. completely falls on your shoulders. Yeah. Um, no pun intended. Hey. But it's like, it's very much about maintaining good posture, making sure that you have systems put in place to like tell yourself to maintain that posture. Um, and also just like a lot of stretching. Yeah. A lot of stre- like, especially since you're working out a lot more nowadays, yeah. you have to stretch a lot more yeah, than yeah, you yeah, think. Yeah. Like I've pretty much like, I have a rut- like a routine of sorts now where every night um, while I'm falling into a new YouTube rabbit hole, I am doing my stretching while I'm doing that. Yeah, I'm doing that too. It's perfect. Like, I think I pulled my groin last night though. Right. That that really hurt. Yeah. Doing the pigeon pose against the wall. Is that what it's called? Whatever. Pulled my groin is another euphemism for masturbation. Is it? <laughs> or do you just want it to be? I don't know. It's like pulling your ground. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the idea of pulling a hip flexor has been around anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought about something just recently about being pulling, pulling muscles and hip flexors and all that. I've never broken a bone. Yeah, I wish I was. I could. Om- I could say that until twenty twenty when I fucking fell off my bike. I've never broken a bone, and I'm and I'm 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 scared for the day it might happen. Because just get it over with, dude. Yeah, I kind of want to just get it over with. Like you, like a COVID party. Like because I've I, I, bone party. I, I was I was a rough and tumble kid and teenager. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just never broke anything. I've I. Sp- had a hairline fracture once. I th- That's a break. It's hairline though. I, I got better in like three days. Like I literally got crutches because I couldn't walk on day one, and then day two I was like, "Oh yay, I'm cool. I have crutches." I, day hair- three did not need them. A hairline fracture of the what? Uh, my foot, like the side of my foot. Oh, okay. yeah. So it it was okay after three four days. Right. Um, I think I probably sprained something like once or twice, but not badly enough where I had to go to the hospital or anything. Um, yeah, I've never broken a bone, and it's hmm. and the thought of it scares me because I just can't imagine how much it hurts. It's pretty bad, not yeah. as bad as you would think. Yeah, at least my break. I'm like I'm uh, a compound fracture of the femur would be pretty fucking bad. I'm gonna right. imagine. Yeah, like I just like, have, you I, just, bring, I, like, I just have I just have no concept of like that threshold of pain, and right. I don't know whether I could take it, and that that scares me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah, I totally do. I'm, okay, I'm trying to remember. Okay, when I fell off my bike, right? It's like I hit my shoulder right away. I knew it was something wrong, and it was like the wind was taken out of me, or maybe also the wind was taken out of me. Right. But it was like the wind was taken out of me from my arm. That's what mm. I remember. And I remember I was like, oh, I can't move it. <laughs> right. Yeah, because it was dislocated and broken. Was it my left arm or my right arm? I don't even remember. Pretty sure it was my right arm. I don't know. How did I write? I have no idea. Who writes nowadays? That's a good point. Or type. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I can break your arm if you want. Just go go to jujitsu, And just like slap. I guess that's a good guy. start. It's just like. Yeah, I just can't imagine it. But also, like, what if, like, I have unbreakable bones? What if I'm, like, Bruce what if Willis? Bruce Willis? Um, okay, well, gun to your head. <laughs> which bone would you like to be broken? Um, gun to my head. Uh, I would, I, I guess something, like, around the legs because, like, I use my hands for music. I also use my feet for music. Um, 
pretty inconvenient to break something, isn't it? A rib. Ooh, but then like breathing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Collarbones, bracing your arm. Yeah. All your bones are pretty important. <laughs> is kind of my point. It's all inconvenient. Yeah. But like, it's, yeah. it's just like an, a weird irrational fear because I don't know how painful it is. Right. Like I feel like if I knew how painful it was, I'd be less scared of it. Right. I just have no... I, I can't even imagine. Because a hairline fracture was pretty painful, but like that was a hairline fracture. So yeah. it's like, how bad is a, a break? Yeah, I don't know. I think, I mean, I, all I can... Because if you think about it, it's not the broken bone that's hurt that hurts. It's what caused you to break the bone that hurts. You know what I mean? So in other words, the pain for me was like falling really fast, really hard on my on my side. So imagine falling fast on your side, but just not hard enough to break it. Then just make it a little bit worse. That's I guess that's what it is. That's my very specific <laughs> experience. Okay. I just don't do it, Nathan. Like don't try. If it happens, it happens. Yeah, no, I know. I know if it happens, it happens. It just the thought occurred to me just like the other day of just like. I never realized because like someone was talking about breaking bones and I was like, why am I so like queasy about this? And, I, and then I thought about it as like, oh, it's because I've never broken never a bone. So like I imagine it to hurt a lot more than it probably does. Right. Yeah. Also, it depends on the bone. Depends on the circumstance. Hmm. I have been meaning to maybe try jujitsu. Maybe that's where I'll, 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 I'll experience it. Yeah. Make sure you go to a shitty one. <laughs> go to a terrible jiu-jitsu place that's when it'll happen it's like oh sorry bro oh speaking of mixed martial arts or uh, martial arts in general segways uh, all the segways today all of them yeah um, I, sure. I finally I finally pew, bought pew. Um, I, I bought tickets to watch the 1FC fight oh, in March nice yeah I want to go it's which one is this one. It's gonna, the main event is um, Anjali is returning yeah to um, fight time. Stamp Fairtex um, that's a person's name yeah, it's it's a little strange. Apparently, a lot of Muay Thai fighters end up adopting the last name of a brand or yeah, their gym yeah. as like a sign of respect. Yeah, Fairtex is they make Muay Thai equipment and gloves, especially. Yeah. So yeah. this lady's name, her name Stamp. I mean, I'm a, a Stamp already. I'm like, what the fuck? It's it's one of those you know like non English countries that they you know like we have we live with, we lived with Opal and Pear. Yeah. So true. you know, come on. It's a v- um, v- Stamp. Yeah. So her name is Stamp. Uh, oh, like a mailing stamp. Yeah. I thought like a, I thought like a you know like a step on someone's stamp. I guess it's double meaning. Yeah. Um, and her last name's Fairtex. So yeah, Stamp Fairtex versus Angela Lee. Um, because when Angela Lee became a mother, they didn't they didn't uh, dethrone her. They just kind of put her title on hold. Very progressive, right? Maternity leave. Yeah, it's good. They That's kept cool. her title. She she kept her title, but her position was kept on hold. And then what they ended up doing was they had a Grand Prix tournament amongst all the women in her like in her tournament. So yeah, essentially, um, they had a Grand Prix tournament amongst um, all the women in her weight class. The winner of that was Stamp Fairtex. Mm. So now the undisputed title is going to be it's up like for unification grabs. Or, yeah, it's going to be Angela Lee yeah. versus Stamp Fairtex. So that's the main event. Co-main event is Mighty Mouse versus Rod Tang. That'll um, be a good one in Muay Thai or that's MMA. That's the thing. It's gonna be. This a is world, the mixed one. World first. This is the rules. one I told you we should watch months ago. I was like, we should get tickets, and you went and get tickets without me. It got delayed. Like it, cause it did I, get delayed. Yeah, I thought it was yeah, supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, because like I heard because I heard about it when um, uh, the CEO spoke about it on Ariel Hawani's show, um, and then Whatever. I and then I spoke to go through our message. I texted you. We should. We should. I said we should watch this. I'm sure you did. It's just that like I knew about it. Come just on. to clarify, <laughs> like, so <laughs> these guys are fighting one round MMA, one round Muay Thai, one round MMA, one round Muay Thai. Yes, it's fucking crazy. It's gonna be nuts. It's a gimmick that I think actually might be kind of interesting. It's. I have no idea what to expect because Rotang is like 
fucking Muay Thai legend yep. with like over 100, 200, 300 fights or something yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. like that. Um, and Mighty Mouse is just one of the best fighters. Very strong ground game. Yeah. Um, They're also both so tiny that you can put them in your pocket. Yeah. They're but also Mighty Mouse, I think he lost his last match. So that's yeah. a little bit intense. A little scary. But um, yeah, I'm excited for that. Also just because I haven't been to like the indoor stadium for like a proper event. Yeah. I've never watched MMA Live. Maybe I'll buy tickets as well. MMA Live is intense. Oh no, we watched we watched UFC once. Did we? Yeah, with uh, Nunez. No, Holly Holm. Someone got their ass. Some woman got a fucking highlight knockout when we watched live. Yeah, man. UFC. Maybe I was with you, but I'm pretty sure I was. Are you sure it wasn't one FC? No, it was UFC. It was when UFC was that wasn't with me. Because the only the only MMA event I went to live was one FC. Because um, I sang the national and anth- this was back when I was famous. Um, yeah. <laughs> Call those the good old days. Yeah, back when people gave a shit about who I was. Yeah. Um, they they invited me to do the national anthem at one of their events, and they gave me VIP seats, like that's one of awesome. those couches right next to the ring. Yeah, and that's that was my first ever live MMA event, and that's also when I found out that the people that sit ringside don't give a shit about the fights. Yeah. It was really heartbreaking to see. Just on their phones? <laughs> they were just, no, they were just trying to fucking network and smooth. Oh. And like, I was trying to watch the damn fight and people just kept coming up to me. Like, hey, can I get a picture? Hey, can I get, can I, like, you know, what's up? Like, how's the music? Hey, how's Jay Chow? Shit like that. Because that was literally like a few months removed yeah, yeah, from yeah, the yeah. whole singing competition. And I just wanted to sit there and watch the damn thing. Like, but no one gave a shit. Like, everyone that was giving a shit was, like, in the nosebleeds and behind right. me. But ev- when I looked around, like, my vicinity, everyone's just taking pictures, ha- like, taking champagne, like, talking business on their phones. Like, it was just, like... That's funny that you don't really see that on when you watch it on TV and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's people that are there to, like, appreciate something, and there's people that are there for the event. Yeah. You know? Like, you know, like, the people that go to F- for F1. Hmm. No one really gives a fuck about the cars going in circles. They're just there to get their picture taken. Oh, one percent schmooze. Um, so yeah, that was my single experience watching MMA live. The people ringside don't deserve to be there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's 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 all I have for this week, really. Yeah, I highly recommend um, getting adjusted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's one of like getting chiropractic adjustments. It should be as accessible as like getting a haircut. I feel, mm. you know, like it's one of those things where it's like, I feel guilty for having access to something like that when like so many more people that do much harder things with their lives could like to do with it. Because I think I think chiropractic is like in a weird kind of like gray area where it's not quite Western. It's not quite like. It's not perceived as like proper Western medicine. It's certainly not Eastern medicine. It's kind of like it's sports science. Yeah, people yeah. need a sports science degree to, to to at least like pursue a career. In yeah, again, this is coming from someone whose brother is a chiropractor. I love chiropractic, but it's just like yeah, because it's not like something you do for pleasure. It really is something like a, like a massage can be, which is but it's also therapeutic massage. But like it's kind of like spinal health. It's really good. I would say it's pleasurable to a certain like, like you feel good afterwards, but yeah. it's not like it's, you, it's pleasurable. It's not in like that a sense. spa event, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's also over in like five minutes usually. Yeah, like ten fifteen minutes yeah. max. Because I remember seeing videos of like um, some chiropractors uh, like renting out like a like a like a RV or a caravan of mm. sorts, and then they'll park it outside a construction Makes site sense. and give like free um, sessions to the workers. And it's like things like that need to happen more often. 
and like it makes me want to pick it up. See the problem. How is does one become? A, do you need to like get a degree? Yeah, doc, a, do, a DC, a doctor of chiropractic. So it's as long as like a, it's almost as long as med school. It's like three really? years. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah, it's not something you can do on the weekend, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a skill set that I always wish I had. Yeah. You know, then it can help friends out. Like, oh, your neck's hurt. Uh, your neck's hurting. Like, here, take it. <laughs> and just, just crack it. I don't know. Maybe these days there's some kind of master class on it or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like illegal to do that. But Werner yeah. Herzog teaches <laughs> you how to push on the spine <laughs> and look deep into the eyes as you crack the box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't really have much... Uh, I think wish I wish I had a more solid uh, suggestion because I only watched one of uh, Peacemaker. Um, did you, you happen to catch Mary Vistown yet? Not yet, right? I am two episodes away from the end. Nice, and I really hope it gets better. Oh, yeah. it's as good. Okay, it does spoil it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, okay, but the quality is pretty. St- what I was gonna say is the quality is pretty stable. Throughout. No, I, I'm I'm hooked. Yeah. Like I think it's very good. It's just that like, is there more to it? Like. I'm getting the story. Is did, there more to it? I'm, did you I'm get to waiting. The part with the aliens yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just waiting. Like part of me is also thinking that maybe after after watching Dark, no TV show is ever going to hit the same way. It's like, um, this show is too simple. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? There's just a murder. That's it. <laughs> There's one timeline. <laughs> this character is only played by one actor. Boo. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I feel like slightly spoiled by that show. So like, whenever I see like a gritty kind of grounded show, I'm expecting something to like really blow me out of the water again. I don't a know. Second Martha. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Well, nice talking to you, buddy. Yeah. And hi, and bye, everyone. It's been so nice uh, having you around. Thank you for following us on Instagram and all that good stuff. Thank you for listening as usual. Uh, we're gonna have some cool stuff happening pretty soon. Stay, stay, stay in tune for that. Got some interesting things happening, interesting people coming on, I think. We'll see. But until then, until we speak to you again, until we're inside your ear holes, just remember, you are awesome. But what the fuck was that? Is that I don't know. Ca- is that a new catchphrase? I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying stuff. Okay. I, just, I just want people to know that they're awesome. That's uh, all. all right. That's all. God, I'm trying to shit on my beautiful moment with the listener. Thanks for the hang. What a place to be. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way, what a good sign, what a good thing. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang.